This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Series 8, episode 20. Today we are talking around about half time of the uh, AFL King's birthday match, Hachi. Melbourne versus Collingwood. I've just left the MCG to be here with you today. So we like to time code early. That's where we are today. Good afternoon. You did the pregame today, did you, Damo? I did do the pregame today. A little cameo on a Monday? Yeah, have, I've done this uh, yep. Monday now for, oh, it might be 18, 17, 18 years, Hachi, yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of radio, as we get into it, good, hello to you, hello by the way. To it's you a bit too. to deal with, by the way. Gee, your critics have come for you during the week on my social feed, and I, I don't agree with much of what they've said, but I feel like I should share some of it. But before we get to that... Hang on, you're going... Where, where, where are we going first? Before we get to that, yeah. what have you done to upset... Do you think you're continual attacks on the Herald Sun? You got a receipt on that on the Triple M story on the. Oh, that was think that's at, what's happened. Do you think that was aimed at you, rather nah, than nah? I mean, Triple M slump sends a shock. Like it, the Friday night ratings, well, of which you are a yeah. part of. Do you think that? Do you think even I didn't read that into that actually. I but what, what I did. what I do know is that Scott Gullen never ever ever refers to the previous five years of radio dominance by the station, and and only only ever refers to it when there's a negative story to do it. And he's a mate of mine, Hutchie. I can say that about a mate. I, it did cross my mind ever you were once pumps up Triple M. <laughs> word got around that they'd had a rare off, I hadn't off thought rating of survey. I hadn't thought of that on the Friday, and someone yeah. said, "Well, is Damien Barrett on that shift? Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Right, give me twenty pars." on that as quick as you can slump <laughs> sends a shock and I, I reckon your colleagues are getting dragged down nah. by your ongoing war with news which did I think I, I'd try and distance did I get a personal from. mention in that yeah you did yeah. did I yeah. just trying to Oh, as if you weren't going to get mentioned. Well, where did I? Uh, oh, yeah, no, I did. No, I did. Yeah, you're right. Along with journalist Damien. So, yeah, Barrett. there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just, put it this way: if you hadn't been so critical of news for so long, oh, yeah, you would have just slipped through. It would have just been, you know, Howie and uh, Luke. But no, no, make sure you point out that Damien's part of that team. I, I wonder whether he left your name out originally, and the subs from the higher ups actually said, "Along with Damien Barrett." And put it in. Yeah. I Look, I hadn't read that anyway. Hutchie, you could be onto something. I'm reading the play very well, eh? Oh, well, you... um, it's that stomp Tom you though, isn't it? It's just, just, everyone's under siege, I... aren't they? Everyone's punchy. I everyone's... A, yeah, I reckon a 10-day break would do you good. Yeah. As your friend. How, how do we arrange it? Yeah, because even you and I had a fight last yeah. week. Oh, and, and I... You came I off I... second best. No, I didn't. I, I clearly won you the fight. A, but amounted a poor <laughs> argument on AFL.com. <laughs> I noticed, by on, the way, you've... On AFL.com. AFL.com. Sorry, you... <laughs> .au has what tr- I has tried to sharpen its game a bit since on the news responsive stuff. Did you go back in and say, I can't be wearing the oh. balls for your blokes anymore? Can you... <laughs> you want to go down that path lift again? things a bit around here. <laughs> <laughs> 90 minutes is too long with a breaking story. And then the Hawthorne army have come for you, haven't they? That was reasonably frenetic. What day did they play? Saturday? I've been yeah. all in on their young build. I love the yeah, way they're been. going about yeah. it. And I think it's it's time. Give them a bit of room. Give them a bit of space, Jane. Just... <laughs> It's time for you to apologise for your tanking suggestions. No apologies, Hachi. You can set you up as much drama wrong. and as much theatre as you want around Give me it. a drum roll, Jane. No, no, no. Jane, don't even bother me. You're wrong. You got it wrong. You said Hawthorne were tanking. No, it was a specific the reference. Most impressive young team in the competition on the bottom six. Yep. They're playing youth. Conor yep. 
McDonald, 28 touches, Very two goals. Good. There's might nothing have, even resembles best. tanking. You're might wrong. Is there a direct reference to the trading out of a couple of players last You're year? Wrong. You and I have discussed this four or five times already. You were wrong. No, I wasn't. Was there a direct reference to the trade period of and last year? You could say they were tanking in their four wins and looking, mm. and they're beating Brisbane at the MCG. Well, you're drawing the dots on that yourself. Anyway, so yep. I think a anyway, break would do you good. So Again, I'm not apologising for our skirmish last week, but it was a bit uneasy, wasn't it? I, yeah. Not really. No, I didn't find I it. I found it uneasy. I didn't feel good after it. Didn't you? Nah. No, I just moved well, on. Oh, I moved on, but I didn't feel good about it. I didn't give it a second thought, to be honest. <laughs> well, I think our listeners liked it. I do think our listeners no, did. I'm not sure everyone did, but that's okay. Who, who we, didn't? We're not really here oh, to Oh, hang on, who didn't? We're not really here to please anyway. We're just here to vent. <laughs> <laughs> and shout so, to the moon. Anyway, we are here for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have an argument, choose to Drinkwise. The good thing about it is, and, and you and I have always been this way, I think, um, we do move on. Straight away. Yeah. 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 I think that's a good thing. Yeah, but I, I don't really understand you, people. You, you move on more than, and better than anyone I know. I know I do at times hold things. Not this one last week, by the way, but I, I sometimes do, Hutchie. I'll put my hand up. I do. But Damo, if holding a grudge was an Olympic sport, you'd be Michael Phelps. <laughs> that is not no true. One holds, you, you no have, one holds a grudge longer than Michael Phelps. Listen, we'll have, we'll, you. we'll have another fight in a minute if you want to keep going down that path. Um, where do you want to start? Because it's an opinion of healthy. It doesn't mean I, I didn't. I don't like you or dislike you any more or less than I did at the end of the argument. I just saw it differently. Yeah. So I don't understand. But we don't people... we don't often reach that level of friction. That was that was out of control type. Yeah. I had no idea what that was going on at one stage. I don't think you did when your eyes narrowed and you just well, spoke for three minutes and you're right. Well, you're and, lo- and then then introduced then introduced an argument that wasn't part of my argument, and you were trying to do the straw man on it. And... Your logic was flawed. <laughs> hey, oh, hats, you want to go back to it? Hats off, by the way, to our industry who finally introduced streaming to their ratings last Tuesday. So that's a good sign for everybody. <laughs> it's twenty twenty three. Well done. <laughs> So you have to talk about ratings now, are you? Well, it's not ratings. It's actually, it's not opinion. It's fact. <laughs> They're the difference. The ratings it's are opinion. It's only 2023. Ratings are the best guess. Streaming is fact. So it's good to have it part of the narrative. Because the 40 boxes that were around Melbourne that, that basically determine, is that right? 40 boxes? Is that what it was? Or 40 Don't even get me started. call sheets or whatever it was? Don't even get me started. Yeah. And there's even less on TV, aren't there? <laughs> hey, tell me, you've been following, there's plenty of political issues during yeah. the week. Do you want to start with one of those? Well, we may as well. Why don't we start with, um, actually, what I do want to discuss today, and, and it and links a couple of issues, I think, in, in the way we like to tackle stories, Hachi, on the sounding board through the media lens. Let's deal with the Brittany Higgins situation. Yep. And, and again, we're not getting involved in the, polit- the politicisation of it. Um, and also the Hawthorne Football Club racism situation in the AFL landscape. And I, I link those two, those two issues together today as we're about to discuss it from what we're now seeing in both of these stories as they're playing out very publicly, the need to find, quote, the leak of both. And it's just deflection, Hachi, on on everything. It, people who are under siege in, in certain parts of the stories, people who want to deflect in other parts of the story, people who want to lie on certain other parts of the story. If we just have this little smokescreen angle about let's find the leak, some of those other issues can quickly disappear while everyone is, oh, who's the leak? Who's the leak? We'll never find the leak on either, as we know, and we rarely do in any media story. What do you make of it? Well... The leak is normally comes from someone who's either motivated. Yep. It's an accident. Yep. Or they just got a secret that's burning a hole in their pocket. And they it's can't often an ac- it. It's often an accident. Yep. And you and I discussed this regularly. In, in this instance, I, I can't help but think it was a little motivated because are we talking the Brittany Higgins one yeah. more than? Yeah, I, I agree with that. The motivation in this one. Now, 
it's very dicey legally because the ramifications are so strong and the legal rules around this. I'm no lawyer and I'm mm. speaking naively, but seem to be very aggressive if you are seen to have leaked information, right? Yeah. There's a well, there's specific police, act against there's, it. There's police evidence as, as part of the information yep. that, that we're, we're actually now talking about and, and trying to, quote, find the leak of. But there's no doubt that the leak has damaged Lisa Wilkinson and the Labor Party, not necessarily in that order, right? So the Labor Party until this point had mm. been squeaky queen, well, squeaky clean. Not just squeaky ish. clean-ish, but actually t- attacking the Liberal Party for, for leaking information yep. relating to this case. And the Liberal Party had worn the brunt of this. In fact, it was you know part of... It was a small part of a groundswell against Scott Morrison, I think. I think it, with good reason, though, they, they were focused on it. And... In turn, Lisa Wilkinson won a Logie for it and was a claim for her work. The leaked audio, and you can twist any audio whichever way you like, but the the audio that was leaked that we talked to you about last week on Coach the Witness has been further audio since, which has yeah. been damning on. And it appears certain that the ministers involved the uh, had pre, pre-warning on what happened. So the politicisation of the story mm. it, it is... Near certain, isn't it? Like the narrative has moved. But both sides of politics, and this this is the other grubbiness element of it too, isn't it, Hutchie? That that both sets of political groups were seemingly, and again, this is my impression of it. If you think I'm wrong, please correct me. But were seemingly prepared to use this most serious case to further benefit themselves politically. And that's what's made the public aghast because you, you get the feeling that both sides of politics have been using grubby situations to further benefit their political agenda mm. for a long time to the point where it's never really been as obvious or policed. But, but but the central to this issue is is, is a rape allegation, which, which which played itself out through the court systems a- until it was withdrawn yep. by the DPP. And it's the first real... I saw Elbow go on the attack on breakfast television and reminded everyone that was a Liberal Party issue, but it, it's been the first real bruise of the Labor Party... Mm. Of the Liberal Party... Sorry, the Labor Party... Since I got into government twelve months ago, it'll yep. it'll leave a little bit of a mark, and and it should. I thought the Daily Telegraph this morning is reading it in Sydney, where they referred to, and they're a bit um, tainted in their coverage potentially in terms of the agenda. But and what are you saying there? Are they oh, are they taking the Liberal Party side? Is well, I think historically they yeah they did or have. So I shouldn't say tainted. They they they're looking at it from a different lens, but they they said that it was they've gone from being the mean girls. To the I mean girls, you know, in terms of the suggestion that there was bullying from Senator Penny Wong and mm. um, the finance G- minister Gallagher, and, others, Gallagher. Yeah. And, and now they're clarifying that they had you know, some of the detail but not yeah. all in backlaying the story a little bit. And there's evidence that's been submitted to official parliamentary inquiries about knowledge of this case prior to it yeah. becoming public. And even watching, um, I should know her first name, but the, the Minister Gallagher, uh, in that inquiry, getting quite... T- t- taking offence at being accused of that. And then subsequent to that on the weekend, just gone or, or around the weekend timing, um, had to admit publicly that there was an awareness. Now, how she used it, and she's now claiming she didn't politicise access to the information prior to it being released. But but that's a changing narrative too. I just wonder, you don't know where the, the leak has come from. What you, what we do know is that when, they have, when there's defamation cases at play and there's behind-the-scenes negotiating on settlements as there's been in this situation, then some of that evidence is tabled in rooms that it otherwise isn't previously, and it does let more people into the knowledge. Yep. As we saw with, I think there was a great example of Mick Warner in the Glenn Bartlett case, right, where they traded out the information for the ability to publish it. Yep. 
it it does open the room. And when when and when lawyers get involved, you're in trouble. Then, well, when two or more people know something, and if two of those people are lawyers, Hutchie, it's as good as public. When you've got a room full of people, so it is. It, it's an extraordinary story. There's been mm. some really neat acts of journalism in this too, by the way. Not to not to um, ignore the pain involved in the mm. subject, but the the actual act of journalism. There's yep. been some some very good journalism. I'll, I'll get to you in a moment. Just in again, we get won't, to me. Who else are you going to get to? We won't cough up. No, to you personally in in, in this oh, in you. this angle of of the leak yeah, element to, to it. But Righto. the the conversation that Lisa Wilkinson had <laughs> with her producer. <laughs> Uh, alongside get to me when you're ready. Brittany Higgins, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm get to you in a minute. <laughs> just, 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 just cool your jets. Brittany Higgins, uh, David Shiraz, her partner. Um, five hours of conversation recorded by seemingly the producer. You were saying last week, Jane, um, of of the program. This, Did they know they were being recorded? Well, this, yes, Jane's nodding, and Jane told us this last week, and, and I missed this part of the Channel Seven Spotlight report um, that explained this. But five hours of conversation of any nature, Hutchie, is going to sound very different subsequent to the actual conversation itself and the context with which any topic has been said within even a minute later is is going to to have a different meaning, different outlook. I was defensive of Lisa Wilkinson last week. Are you still? I find it naive that that she allowed a five-hour pre-meeting to be taped knowingly Mm. if that is what happened Mm. because that makes you very vulnerable to things that you may or may not. Hmm. It's very hard to curate a five-hour conversation in that manner. Hmm. Very weird. Anyway. It's unusual, though. Can you recall a situation you've been in where it's been taped and then well, certainly not resurfaced anyway, can you? I can't recall anything with you involving in that. But, I mean, your, your conversations, you wouldn't want it. No one in life would want a five-hour private conversation, and, Ed. And had to apologise uh, since over one piece of leaked audio. So, yeah, extraordinary stuff. Hey, uh, moving on to the News Limited issue of the week. Before we get off it, just the leaks aspect, which is why we'll get to you. Right. Uh, you, you had more leaks than anyone I know, Hutchie. That's not true. No, well, I've We've s- talked about leaks a little bit in, along the way. We have. We have. Often the person who actually does leak the story is, is not the person who is identified by others and other journos and members of the public as being the leak. Is it? That's true. Yep. And and the running of smoke screens around that too. It's it's the it's the journo's greatest, I think, weapon. I think I might have said this before, and I'm, I think we're so long in the tooth on this series eight episode twenty that I forget <laughs> all the war stories. And I'm a long way out of the game now, ten or fifteen years. So this might be going over old ground. But I I was always quick to if someone told me something I didn't know. I always was quick to try and process my mind yep. to infer that I already knew that yes. and to coach the witness a little bit. You've even tried that with me sometimes and I've told you stuff. I know you don't know. <laughs> because if people, It's a good technique. You've got me a couple of times on it. If people feel that you already know that, yeah. their guard is, is much lower, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. And you do get in the next two or three pieces of information that flow yeah. or that you piece together from what almost <laughs> flows can be really valuable. That next yeah. 30 seconds in a conversation. Yeah. And and sometimes you hear something that they haven't rung to tell you, but you think oh, there's the story. But you don't want to be seen to be too eager about getting the next layer to it. So you just move the comment. All yep. the other conversations move on. But oh, just what you mentioned before, yeah, you have to revisit what, that one. What did you What did you do, or do you do, when you are told something that is really interesting to you, and at the end the subject regrets what they've said to you and says, yeah. "Oh, but you can't use that. That's just between you and I as friends, and you can't actually go with that, or you can't." Yeah. Say that. You hate that, don't you? 
Yeah, I, and, and and I I adhere to it, Hutchy. I, I really do because that person will then know if if I then go with that story where I've got it from, and that person has asked me not to. So that that to me is more important. So now, how many stories a year do you spike? Do you think? Ah, uh, I think you, there's very rarely though. Do you get caught out on it? I think you can always get it to life. You, you leave it a day. You revisit it the next day. You, re, you, you deliberately leave it a week sometimes. You go back then. Is that, is that what you do? And then you, you go back to the subject and say, look. Listen, I've heard it anyway. You know, and sometimes you do hear it. Sometimes you do hear it. Or and sometimes if, you lie. Is that what you're saying? Nah, no, you, I, I don't. That's not comfortable. So I think you're going to be found out on a lie. And any time you're going to be found out on a lie. And, I, and I, that, that's or not you comfortable. you say this is going to get out. Or... If you're convinced it's yeah. going to get out, yeah. But again, ultimately, again, whether this makes me weak as a journalist now, I don't know. But I will respect that. Request as a, I mean, I will respect it. Not hundred times out of hundred now. Yeah, and, and I, I'd imagine you though at times probably do the you know different. And I'm not judging you by that. You probably go with it. Oh yeah, I, I saw it as an perhaps wrongly saw it as an absolute obligation to a protect anyone who told me anything. Protect. That's the starting point. Yep. So for all of my flaws, no one would ever know one person that told me anything ever. And two. I saw it as like liquid inf- information was like commodity. It need, it need, if it if I felt it was in the public interest, it needed to be told. I needed to find a way to tell it yep. under any circumstances. Yep. and get out of my way while I find a way. Yeah, but trying to do that with integrity and, value, and values was was often challenging. Yep, and but you had to be industrious to find a way to the path to get that to information. Yeah. I mean, you still get, get to the line to yeah. get to the life. Um, I was reading, the... and I would often say to people, "Don't tell me anything you don't want me to know," because that's my job. If you mm. tell me something, I'm and, I, and it's yeah, I, I want I want to do yep. it. Um, yeah, I mean there's, there's, we've, we have had those discussions on this program over the over the years. Hutchie, I was reading a sports column during the week uh, written by Buzz Rothfield. Hutchie, you're you're the central character in a dispute between two of my favourite people in media and ex footballers in the uh, rugby league space, the Johns brothers. You, you're breaking bread on their behalf. They've had a blob on your station, and you, your quote is, you're trying to get them together for a quote, a bite to eat. Well, it's not, yeah, there's there's an element of that, but it's in, in reality. You're doing lunches now, are you? No, I'm not. Oh. No, this has been an issue in Sydney for three weeks or so. So, so what happened? Matt, Matty John's So for those listening to the markets, I'll be listening to you going, turn it up, Damo, you're not across this. So this has been no, quite, not, quite, not. A, Until I read this quite a big story in Sydney the last three weeks, yeah, perhaps weirdly in the eyes of some, but it has. So on a Friday morning about three weeks ago, Andrew Johns, who's a guest on Matty John's Morning Glory show on our SCN 1170, was... And, and and on my uneducated rugby league assessments, Hutchie, Joey Johns, the best player ever by some way. That's just my uneducated view, Hutchie, from a, a long way away. An immortal. Yeah. Uh, one of the, I think, seven or eight immortals of the game. Probably yeah. Gary Albert Jr.-like in terms of credentials and resume versus Matty Johns, who's the greatest entertainer. Show greatest and, media person. And in, media person. Maybe in the country. Yep. And they're, they're two... Brothers from Newcastle. Knockabout blokes. Knockabout blokes. Rippers, when you have the luxury of having Andrew, a chat with them. Matty's the face of Fox. Yep. Andrew's a nine identity. We're the only platform they come together on. And it's great radio on a Friday morning. The, In Matt's words, Andrew was not paying attention, was watching a bit of TV on the Which side. Which wouldn't surprise anyone, would it? And so Matt uh, made some comments about how he thinks Queensland are well coached and and how well they go about things, and in part because he believes it, in part to stir it up. These are Matt's words, not mine. Andrew took a little offence, hit back. He thinks Matt's too... Andrew's one of the assistant coaches in New South Wales. It's clearly a high-pressure time. Mm. They need a win. 
And then they end up losing the first one, which makes it worse. <laughs> and they haven't um, spoken since. So you're going to get them together and quite have a bite to eat? Well, Andrew's... How do I best say this? Andrew's keen to focus on Origin for yeah. the next few weeks. Right. And I'm sure we'll have a chat at the end of that. We love him and we love Matt and... It's a shame because they're fantastic content together, but they're brothers. Like this, this is part of every single Australian family would relate to a difference of opinion on an issue. That's is there some theatre attached to this? I wouldn't have said so. No, no. no I think they just they see it a little bit differently. So, so at the you're, moment, you're in the middle of the of the of the feud between the the great Johns boys. Look, I don't think it's the it's the first time that they've they've seen things differently, and they'll be fine. They're, they're brothers, and they'll be, they love each other, and they'll be fine. Now, if that was a Melbourne story, if you were if you were in the middle of a, a, a the Dacos brothers, for instance, and that's about the, the equivalent right now, how big those two got up, you you would be the story, not the Johns, not the Dacos brothers. It would be Hachi breaks bread or attempts to break bread <laughs> I can, with footy greats. I can promise you because I've watched it for the last three weeks and have tried to get my nose out of it. Except what I get in the Sydney yep. Buzz Rothfield column, the boss of Radio Network SEN. Well, it's, your name's not even in the first paragraph. The boss. No name, no picture. Your name doesn't appear until <laughs> paragraph five. No nickname. <laughs> so it's fair to say in, in Sydney, Matty Verity score high, Andrew Verity score high. You? Me, nameless and faceless. He's the boss. And how just wonderful a, is that? Just a radio boss. So good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was just trying to keep my nose out of it. Yeah, brothers, I'll sort it out. Um, last week, you, again, Hutchie, with your journalistic uh, nose to the ground, was ahead of the game with what was happening in the uh, in the Herald Sun space. And, and you know that you I just mentioned that. this could be a week like you've never seen in the coverage. Did I not? You did. No, you did. You did. And you know that by, um, by list, uh, just saying the words, Herald Sun, you know that, I'm gonna come for the ride with you on it. So, but what, what? Look, the backstory here is the state government here in Victoria, led by Dan Andrews, who the Herald Sun has been trying to have sacked now for the best part of oh, what six, seven years. Yep. R- ramped up several campaigns on him. Once, once wrote a story about a set of steps and, and had the picture of the steps on the front page with the three. These are the steps that Dan tried to tried to bring him down over over that when he fell on the steps that um, they had a photograph of. He's pulled all spending government style in print in News Limited. Now, the spend is still distributed around other media and arms of News Limited operations, but not print. And Which is the, the bedrock of their relationship. Have the toys gone out of the cot? It's become a, it's become a public issue. The, the public is lesser for... The ad spend not going to the print. Why do we have to suffer? Was the front Why page. do we have to suffer? <laughs> <laughs> and in the no, as in N-O, not K-N-O-W was the yep. first. These were front page articles. It's been a, mi- been a mix of afflicted groups hitting out at it, slash, or thinking, not realising they're hitting at it in some instances, like giving <laughs> one quote that's amplified, or uh, negative yarns on the government over the last week. So it's been a fair week, hasn't it? Well, it has. And then I, 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 because you alerted us to this last week, I've been across this one all week. And well, you're a bit you're a bit asleep on it last. I Tuesday, was last week. And it fair. was the week we had the fight, it and I, I may have been off my game. Never yeah. a topic more in your wheelhouse <laughs> no, than this. I let myself down. <laughs> so I couldn't believe it. Now this is interesting. I'll just read one of the stories during the week, and I'll, I'll be quick with this. The Victorian government's decision to pull all public sector advertising from major metropolitan newspapers is, is nonsensical. And and shows a deep misunderstanding of how the market works, comma, according to a key media industry body. Okay, here we go. Uh, 
But Vanessa Lyons, Executive General Manager of Think News Brands, a media industry body that promotes the value of investing in premium media. Now, that's the reference there to this this group I've never heard of, Hutchie. Yep. Think News Brands. I've never heard of it. And then, of course, that... I got seven paragraphs of quotes. Seven paragraphs of quotes and really strong quotes. It's yep. been proven... But just endorsing... It's it's one thing about reach, but it's, yep. it's engagement. Um, Ms. Lyon told The Australian. Now... Am I right, Hutchie? Am I right? In well, saying- hang on, there's data released by Think News Brands that says right. 12.4 million Australians read printed news media every month. Hmm. More people over 65 read newspapers and access social media, Ms Lyons says. While print news membership, according to Ms Lyons, hmm. increased in the March quarter by 3% year on year with a particularly strong rebound in the metro Melbourne market over that period. Hmm. Okay. Now, this is a on, on, a, yep, on, a, on a website that under Think News Brands. So Think News Brands. I hadn't heard of them as an agency, to be fair. I, you haven't heard either. I and had, you, you work in the agency space, Archie. You, you, there's a lot of these brands that pop up that you don't. Yep. I don't necessarily. I'm no great uh, custodian of these identities. You know but, where the money is, though. But if you you haven't heard of them. Well, I certainly hadn't. I certainly hadn't come across my desk. Okay. Well, am I right in saying that Think News Brands has affiliations? Commercially with Foxtel, Foxtel Media, News Corp Australia. I've got reason to think that. It says so on a website. The founding stakeholders of the Premium Content Alliance are Australia's premium content producers who provide effective, trusted and regulated advertising environments that grow businesses. Today's marketing efforts must draw on multiple media channels, and so the Alliance provides clear evidence of how best to use media combinations. Additionally, it promotes the efficacy of premium content through three arms, Think TV, Think Premium Digital, and Think News Brands. And then immediately beneath that, Foxtel and Foxtel Media is listed... And News Corp Australia, along with Channel 10, so Channel got, 9, and 7 with. Off a website, our shareholders. Hang on. I've sent it to you in the, in yeah, the, in the group WhatsApp. Yep. The founding shareholders of the Premium Content Alliance publish Think News brands, and the shareholders are Foxtel, Foxtel Media, News Corp 10, 7, uh, is it the West Australian logo? And 9. 7 West, I think, yeah. yeah. Okay. So they're a part owner in the group that's... That's quoted in the... Article well, that, yeah. that is an interesting development. <laughs> <laughs> Only you could be bothered to go to that website and dig well, that I, up. I, I, I and might find look. That. I'm just going to have a little caveat on that, like um, like we some like we like we had that fight last week over. I, I, look, that there are shareholder in most I, businesses. I may I may have misread what I what I said there, Hutchie. I, I may be offline here. So th- so th- in other words, what you're saying is they've hit out on their behalf in their own story about their lack about their band. They think news brands. Anyway, in, in all seriousness, I, look <laughs> as theatrical as that is, and as interesting as that is, you're very um, still a little more of you there, by the way, Damo. <laughs> the fact that you have a brand spokesman said you, you... do it in the media. Watch voice for us. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> I'm in enough trouble. I, you... I expected a response, right, from Think News Brands, or, or... <laughs> I expected a response because they, they're entitled to be questioning why they why. If, if you were in that same spot, you'd be doing the same thing. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because you try, you've been trying to sack me for six years. You've run a campaign, an agenda. You've told people to vote for the other party. You've tried to destroy me, my life. Now, that that's Daniel Andrews' take on it, I want to think, Hutchie. But that's why. Yeah, There's your answer to that. You're, you're assuming it's personal. He, oh, no, no. It, it, he, it said personal. It, he said it is a strategic move that oh, is, of is aimed at print and... Well, on that... Aimed at digital and television. On that... It is. I'm again. I'm still, yep. and I still say with with 
I say this seriously. I think with pride, I still consider myself to me to be more a newspaper person than anything else. That's where I started. That's where my love of journalism once was. That's often misunderstood in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's probably fair to say right now. I'll never, ever, ever say anything but good words in my first, say, 15 years there, Hutchie. But, and the, the education... You were happy when you left. I don't know what happened. Well, you got me out of there. In fact, it's your, it's your fault. You were happy. I remember the moment I said... Alan Parker Hotel pitching this idea. You're yeah. like, I really love the Herald Sun. I'm like... I think I did okay. say that, didn't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know how you left and then got bitter. Well, the, the, the day I went in and told them I was going, that was the day... They threw the, threw it out too. So oh, you got, got to move on. Anyway, look, anyway. The, the method is what interests it's your, it's your me. Your fault. So I, I, I get the they're the most relevant media brand in Victoria. I get that they feel the way that they feel. I thought they might have argued on different grounds. <laughs> they, they, Why? Well, they're clearly not. Well, what are the grounds? Well, the grounds that I thought they might have argued on was Victoria um, journalism is essential oh, to good government. Please. It's essential to knowledge and information. Good journalism is essential. Hang on. Journal- we are an outstanding media brand. We've served this community in the state for a long mm. period of time. We don't run agendas. Just look, 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 You can do your special comments at the end. This is how I would have argued if I, if I were they. We employ a lot of Victorians. We drive a lot of standards in journalism. We're the engine behind many community <laughs> newspapers Please. as well. And you taking your spend off us... Standards affects our ability to hire and foster journalism in the state, which is good for the state. <laughs> We're not doing Spin City here, are we? As opposed to, I've got another Spin City for Google you, and Facebook, which is offshore and scrapes our content. It's just Spin City. This what they argued instead was <laughs> they got they've been getting lobby groups to say their own lobby group. The president of the such and such cause says it's outrageous that we won't hear their messaging anymore. Or you know we won't hear about think you know human trauma or you know afflicted communities or stuff like that. Whereas in actual fact, they can just cover those stories without actually having to be paid for them. <laughs> of course they could. So no one has actually said, well, hang on, you, you could actually just do a story on that rather than actually be paid for an ad on it. Yeah, do a community if service think it's, if it's in the community interest, you're mm. going to cover it, right? So that's I, I'm surprised they've gone to the extreme so soon. <laughs> I'd have started on the yeah. platform of because I, they are good for the state. I disagree with you on this. They are fantastic for the state. What, the print? A healthy newspaper, and, and ideally two healthy newspapers in the city, is unbelievably good for our industry. Well, and, I don't think God and, is healthy, are they, in, in the paper form? And also, it is good for the the rhythm of the state, I think. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bystander on this one, and I'll let you take the lead, but I was... <laughs> I would just merely comment, and I thought they went to the extreme of. Well, you were all over the this, this group. I was. The president of this group can't believe that their stories aren't going to get out anymore. Well, you could just cover them. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> it did. It did expose the veil a little bit of, you know, of coverage versus spend. Anyway, yep. we're getting into dark areas. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll move on now. Um, Adam Sandler, you've you've told this story. You're fascinated four or five. by this, aren't you? Oh well, is it okay to say who sent us a, a, an audio clip of this during the week? I think it is, isn't it? There wasn't any. No, Brad, Brad Blanks, your mate, our mate. And I say your yep. mate, your, your long time mate, and, and someone I've got to become as a mate over the journey through you. Um, ripping bloke. Uh, he sent us this, Jane, didn't he? This my whole life until this stupid groin thing. But I literally go to any park. I see a game going off, and I go, all right, they, let me let me just walk in. I walk up. 
couple people usually go, oh, that's, what's his name? And then I go, yeah, yeah. And then I wait my turn, or usually they, a lot, most of the time they go, oh, you're right. They you're can, come on in, man. And, and then I get a five on five going. But you know, when it gets to a real situation, I'm, I'm, I'm a nothing. But those guys kind of like, uh, they were just nice. Just give me little passes, Trey. Adam Sandler there, famous Hollywood actor, talking about his love of the, the basketball pickup game. You tell a story about playing with Adam Sandler in New York regularly. Yes, I played with him in 2005 or six. can't remember which of the two years. In November of that year, for I played three days out of three days in a row or three days out of four. And he got to know you and he's calling you Hutchie at the end, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he put your name up on the whiteboard? Yeah, he did. Hutchie. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Yeah. Now we played. I've told this story before. The same. We played two on two. I made up the numbers when he was shooting the movie Click. Right. What year was Click made, uh, Jane? Before we'll be able to tell you the exact year. So we we made up the number. I made a played a two on two. I played against him. The next day I played uh, maybe with him. Two thousand six. The movie came out. So two thousand five must have been. And then we played in the afternoon pickup games and I arrived and he had put my name and his up on the whiteboard <laughs> because I told him the story about how I was being trashed by everyone else in the game for being not good enough and no one to play with me so he just saw it as a way to champion the underdog and no one wanted to take him on because he's a Hollywood star so there's me, him and three other blokes versus the five I think we won the first game lost the second you can go back through the sounding board archives that well, story might be did. a bit wrong a bit right but that's I think we devoted a good 15 minutes to it one day yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> just on that he was a ripper for some reason some people have asked me in the last couple of months, I think it was, um, about you and the name Craig with Americans. That they don't get Craig, do they? They think it's Greg. Craig or Greg, yeah. Craig, yeah. 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 So do you actually call yourself Greg over there? No, I just, just go straight, straight to nickname, yeah. <laughs> but he had, I think he had ads and Hutch or Hutch or something. On the, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it was a moment. Was yep. it, it was within two weeks of picking up biscuit tins with Cameron Diaz and Justin Timberlake in the uh, Whole Foods market. So it was a pretty big fortnight when, <laughs> now, they, when you, they fell over. We, we do this very, very irregularly now because it causes you all sorts of drama. Spe- and, oh, and, and before you we s- get to that, yeah. speaking of American content, hmm. Gary V is coming to Melbourne. Gary V. The best Who's Gary v? digital and social marketer in the world, Gary Vaynerchuk, is coming to Melbourne. He's doing a show on August 5. So how's this demo? So there'll be people out there listening. If you'd like to hear Gary V on the sounding board, hashtag Gary V. Our man Oppie, who lives in New York, who's the senior marketer for Barter Next CUB, listens to the sounding board every week. I I did WhatsApp Oppie today, who's good mates with Gary V. He's on a panel with him at the Cannes Film Festival. Should I know Gary V? I I don't. You'd actually not know Gary V. I don't. Hang on. Does you... Everyone knows Gary Vee. Oh, you're, oh, you're, digital oh, you're shocked that I don't know. Not shocked as in who it is. Damo! He's the best digital marketer in the world. I've often referenced him in, along the journey to sounding board in trends. And he is coming to Melbourne. It'll be a sold-out show. So I have extended the invitation right. for he to join us on our Pro- podcast. If you and I did an event, we've only done three interviews in this podcast in, the, in its history. Well, one was Dennis Pagan, one was Adam from Wellsmeets. Let me give you some context. If you and I did a podcast together in a public event, we we fill a pub, right? <laughs> we did Christmas. And, uh, yeah. If we, you and I had Gary V, what was that again? That was the, the one opposite the market. If Gary it? V, pre- the George, if Gary V, pre-committed to do it with us, we'd get five thousand in a podcast event, easy, maybe ten. Really? I'm t- and he's obviously got more important and, and better stuff to say than we do. He's got a huge following in Australia. And I've extended the invitation. 
if you want this to happen, hashtag Gary V. Oh, what he might just come on. Tag him in socials. I've only extended the invitation two hours ago. My man Oppie is with him next week in Cannes, and they do some business together. Cut. So I've said, can, can he? They're on a panel together next week in, at the Cannes Film Festival. I'm, I've met him a few times, but he won't remember me. I love him. I follow his stuff pretty closely. Extending the full invitation to Gary All right. V. All right. And we're asking the Sounding Board family to get right around this. I want you to copy him in on tweets. I want you to say, like, we'll come to your show if you go on the Sounding Board. We want him on a Zoom as, as a minimum, but I think an, an event would be a pipe dream on this. All right. How big would an event I'll be? I'll go and Google him after, after this show. Damo, he's got 3.1 million Twitter mm. followers, 10 million on Instagram, and 5.1 million on Facebook. So your algorithms are ripping you and he's, off. And he's all in on TikTok. All in. I was going to say, Betri's on TikTok too. That's where you would have uh, discovered him. Now, we don't do this often because it causes you dramas. It causes you problems you're in your own private life, yes, yeah. when you were um, initially seeing Claire and, and she just realised, Hachi, that you can talk your way out of anything because this is what you do on Spin City, Jane. On the sounding board, Spin City for DrinkWise. Remember, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. I don't start to sweat already. I don't know the subject is. <laughs> and before I don't I, like this. Before I, before I tell you who you are, Spin Citying today, just remind our listeners as to how much grief this does cause you. Because well, I just try and be help out the show. <laughs> And throw a couple of things in, and then all of a sudden, people now think I'm disingenuous and I'm, I lie, and it's done more brand damage than like, like at home. If I'm saying something, they go, Oh, you're just spinning your way out of this. I'm like, No, I'm not. So, oh, yeah, but you've got that voice on like you do on Spin City. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm cognizant of that, and I don't like subjecting That's you why to I it. The, I hung the spin up, no, but I've reserved the right to, to ask you to Spin City at least twice, sometimes three times a year. We, we, haven't, we haven't done it this year, okay? So, we're up to, see, so we're up to episode 20 of series 8 and we haven't done it okay so we have to do it I need to be on another topic no the, you, you're at your absolute best when you don't know alright you, you know you as I introduce you get you. me on detail you, you, yep. okay you, you, again you're ahead of the time with the live golf situation so that, that you can start in your head now work it out of live golf one at one stage yep. I'll tell you who you are in a minute live golf obviously then um, uh, broke away from the PGA and it had some very questionable uh, links with uh, bodies and countries that don't have a great uh, record in human rights and then that's just a paraphrasing of some of the problems the PGA boss, Jay Monaghan, is who you're going to be spin-sitting, Hutchie. Oh, no. And he made some extraordinary statements when this body broke away and, and did link did link the 9-11 issue with, with the involvement of people in and around live. Now, that was what he said publicly as a, as a defence mechanism on behalf of the PGA of which he was head. In the past week... They've got together, live back under the uh, PGA umbrella. A little bit to play out with it yet, but Jay Monaghan, as you are in this Spin City edition today, how do you personally justify making those comments two years ago with the decision to, to bring live and all its problems that you identified publicly back into your fold? Well, I'm here to look ahead today, Damien, not to look back. There's hundreds of millions of dollars in legal action back and forth, which serves no party well, nor the history or the future of golf. My sole obligation... Is to the health of glo- golf globally. We need to come together. We need to build a new business and a new product that serves the needs of all golfers. It's our, our absolute intent to make golfers better paid than they've ever been before, to make them more accessible to the fan, to make the product more new and contemporary, while at the same time, Damien, 
reflecting the history and the traditions of our great game. We feel that it's in the best interest of all golf to come together as one business with a streamlined view of the future. Mr. Monaghan, you... And we can't wait for that. You cast aspersions on people who accepted the live money. You, You personally referenced recollections of stories relating to deaths associated with the 9-11 attacks more than 20 years ago as the as the reason you could never, ever have your name personally or by collection with the PGA associated with anything to do with any form of the ownership in and around live. How do you justify those comments today? Well, I think, Damien, to go over old ground in a motive time serves no purpose to building a bridge and getting on with the future and building a consolidated and collaborative approach towards a modern and contemporary You've business. taken the money and run, haven't you, Mr. Monaghan? I enormously respect everyone that's come before us. My views along the way have been tabled and clear, but we are in a new frontier with a new world ahead of us. Have you compromised new, your own beliefs? New, no, I have not compromised my beliefs at all. What we feel is in the best interest is not to be have an antagonistic an anti-authoritarian relationship with a counter-business that seeks to compete against us, nor us against them, and interrupts the natural flow of golf, its overall health and the well-being of its participants. What we feel is in the best interest is to put emotion aside to deal with with the facts of what's ahead of us and the facts of this. The golf game is best in the hands of a combined business led by the PGA's chief in me who can work with our new chair to deliver... See, a vision for the game of golf. Let's end this now. I think and the he, game of golf is healthier for it. Let's end this. We like to, we now like to draw a line on off off Spin City's finished. If Jay Monaghan had have said something like what you said last week, he might have been able to sell it better than he did, Hutchie. In my eyes, yeah, look, it wasn't a great performance. Well, he's, I mean, I have some empathy on that. So he's whatever he says, people are going to roll their eyes out or well, I, cough I, over. I did. I yeah. did roll my eyes, yeah. yeah. And, and I was going to the moment I heard him, you know, open and, his mouth. I saw him open his mouth. And ultimately, there's people that can roll their eyes, people that can cough and sputter, there's people that can point to history. You can't change anything you've got to till that day and that line, and you can't be anti-commercial because you want, you've said something a year ago that you might want to take back. You've got to get on with it. And getting on with it is bringing the parties together. And we don't know the, the specifics of it, but I'm sure that the, they've found very safe ground between the two. And Liv's going to live with or without them. So they've got a choice whether to do complaining about it or to find a way to coexist. It looks like they run over the shark on the way through, by the way. It does seem that way, yeah. Yeah, and he doesn't often come out blindsided, does he? But ultimately, live like governments were giving it money to turn up and come. And like it was, Will it was Adelaide a, get that tournament again? I'd be very surprised that doesn't continue. It was, it was the biggest success of all of the live events. Uh, it, it's tracking towards two events next year in Australia, from what I hear. Where's the second one? Queensland and WA are the known yeah. participants, and WA would be magnificent, and I would think would be great, but I suspect Queensland are the, are the winners Okay, towards the back end of next year. Yep. Cameron Smith's role, and that'll be really interesting. With the Queensland angle. Yeah. 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 And with Rory, mm. did I read that he was paid a fair bomb of money to be the front guy of the... PGA? Yeah. I didn't read that bit. He obviously said... Well, he he was most vocal against Liv. Yeah, when when big chicks come into sports, i.e., Packer in World Series and many more since, and now this, inevitably the the middle of the table gets found at some point, right? Money always conquers the problem. So, Cameron Smith did a really smart thing. He took the check when it was there; it wouldn't have been there in a year. No, he went and and he's built a bit of a lifestyle for him on the way through. Look, I think it's. I would have done exactly what Jay Monaghan has done in the spot he was in facing 
tens and hundreds of millions of dollars of legal fees and you know he, he went and cut a deal and and for those who complain they weren't involved in the deal like the big deals always get done at the pointy end of the room right with the with the people that make the calls and the more people that know, the more chance it gets to derailed. So you've got to actually... Well, they made the decision and then announced it without yeah. any I mean, knowledge and, for anyone else. And the, like for those following along at home, the most emotive person in the room, if they're not there, if they don't be needed, if they're not needed in the decision, you can't have them in the room, right? So I'm a massive shark fan, right? I I love him. Just think, mm. I'm just I love him, and I love what he represents. Yeah, I am and, too. I am too. But you completely understand why he was left out of it because he represented the enemy to one party. He would have inflamed the room just mm. by his presence, even though he probably had more ideas than everyone in the room put together. And so him being left out and told late was, you know, ultimately was the way the deal got done. So that had to happen. Mm. Fascinating story. Um, if if I were the chair of that business I'd, and I was trying to broker a deal, you, you, you would have had to, unfortunately, say to Shark, look, I'm sorry I didn't involve you in this, but... It, the the business side of it said you run the risk of blowing it up by merely being there through no fault of your own, and then you, you ensure that he also gets a nice little wedge on the way I out. Can't and, imagine and, that. and Dubai Dubai yep. his silence forevermore. Well, he, that be the he was on the record for two years saying that the parties would one day come together. He's a smart businessman. I yeah. can't imagine he didn't pre-negotiate in. Yeah. Th- that, this day coming, that clause and that handshake, right? And that, and this day coming. If you were advising him, you would have said, if you're going to be the front guy for this, you're going to be the CEO, you're going to build the value. Yep. A, you're going to need an exit check. Yep. And B, if it's a merger with the PGA, here's the other, here's what the other check looks like. Right. Because you've been, you've been part of enabling that. Yep. And he was so vocal. And, he, it's, and it's a success fee, really. So people put the success fees in. Knowing that's a fee you kick down the so like I'm sure he probably his lawyer probably rang the next morning and go you did you read clause eighteen point c says the sharks entitled to X million dollars in the event this ever happens that's right because yeah. we haven't heard even as we speak today we haven't heard from him have we part in of, a meaningful way part of that would have been no yeah. disparage it yep. yeah that's part of uh, let's head to question of the no week. chance he didn't get paid <laughs> he he got paid. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. This is from Judd Goldstein, a long-time listener since the early days in 2016, I believe. I have a pointed question that I'm hoping Hutchie and Damo will have the something to answer on the podcast. What do you two have to say to young up-and-coming footy journos who see Xander Maguire pop out of nowhere to be given airtime to break a story on Channel 9 News? I'm aware he has likely cut his teeth in Eddie's media company, but he had literally never tweeted before he broke the Larky story, and he gets to be on the news to break his first story. Do you agree it is an astounding display of nepotism and a blow to many journos who have worked in the industry longer and broken more stories but not been given a prime-time opportunity like that? Um, I don't know where Judd's coming from with that. I, I've I don't know Xander Maguire well, Hutchie. I've had a you know a form of dealing well from a very distant way with him. Um, I see nothing but a very 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 good young journo. I actually wasn't aware he broke the lucky story until I just read that letter there from Judd Goldstein. I saw that story get out last week. I should have been across the fact that Xander broke it. I'm glad he did because I I know Hutchie and I know you'd have a level of exposure to him too on the Mondays. I'd imagine going into footy classified. I would think, but. From what I've seen him do in in a short period of time, I reckon he's he's beautifully old school and will will do all the right checks and balances. And and I'd be staggered um, if he's not quite a big name in this space. Should he choose to stay in it at some time, Chad? I'm on the different pace here too. Unfortunately, I hate to say the I'll just call it exactly as I said. I think he's a precocious talent. Yeah, I think he's going to be very good. I think the best story wins, 
and you've got to earn your airtime on television. It doesn't matter what your reputation is. The news directors give out the minutes. Absolutely. Without yeah. fear or favour based upon the quality of the content and the story. I didn't see the story you're talking about, but if he was on the news, it's because he earned the time and the opportunity. Mm. He's a very good journalist. I think he can be. I think he can be very, very good to great. He's highly presentable too, which mm. is, which doesn't hurt. And I think uh, nepotism in this instance is Just does not irrelevant. Exist. And I would almost go as far as to say on this one, the the grounding he's had has been yeah. And being around media all his life in part has helped him be so good so young. So yep. I'm sorry, Judd. Uh, thank you for your support since 2016, and we'll see eye to eye on other things, but not this one. No. Nope. That was question of the week, and that was episode 20 of series eight of the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow, and to send a question to the boys, email the Sounding Board at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP, and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.